up what's up welcome back to the beauty vault really what it do oh wow okay really quickly before we get any viewers let's go ahead and jump into the sponsors for today's episode which is dht pro university which is a continuing education platform in the cosmetology field we focus on mastering i am an educator at dht pro university and my co-host trend is a educator as well our second sponsor is nicola amani makeup by amani she does the beat on my face on the show and we thank her so much for giving her time to the show and we're gonna jump right in with the check-in let's get into it what's up trend you know i haven't talked to you all week so how you feeling girl how you feeling I'm a little tired, you guys. A little tired. Got to go to the dentist. I am suffering from a little toothache at the moment, but we're going to push through. I'm glad to be here uh, on the second day of the week. It's Monday, right? Mm -hmm. So, into the hustle and bustle of things. Yes. About today's show. Me too. It's a we back to the beauty discussions. I'm feeling good. You know, I um today was really good. I was supposed to have therapy today, but my therapist was sick. So um what I did instead, me and the family, we went to see two different movies. The children went to see Spider-Man and I went to see Little Mermaid. And I love Little Mermaid. Have you seen it yet? I've seen it today. I cr- okay, okay. Can we can we talk? You saw it today? Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So what did you think about it? I, I'll i tell you how I felt. What did you think about Little Mermaid? Because I cried I like over this. the song. Okay. I appreciate that they kept it very close to the original. Yeah, um, me too. I enjoyed the original so much that I really um, appreciated that they kept the storyline pretty close. Yeah. Uh, I enjoyed it. It was a tearjerker for me for at me certain too. moments. Like Just the hearing open- a brown lady brown young woman yes glowing singing and it was song. powerful powerful her vocals I were so it. strong i got chills like i feel like yeah. for the people that are going to watch it at home instead of in their theater I, I mean in the theater i don't know if it's going to radiate how it did in the theater because in the theater i feel like it her vocals went through you like it, she was just powerful she's small yeah. but her vocals are mighty she i feel like she Beautiful her voice. vocals outshine I ain't gonna say, I will say, I loved Ursula. Ursula's character was phenomenal. Like, she did a great job. I was so impressed. But needless to say, I was super emotional seeing Hallie's face. And I was like, oh my God, like, this is a black girl. She's going, she's gonna be etched into history forever. Like, Little Mermaid is how old now? And it's still relevant. Like, Little Mermaid is a classic. And then you have the new, um, live action and it's gonna it's gonna take the place of the original and guess what it's a black woman as the star oh, of it yeah, and she that. shines ah oh ooh, ooh. i mean talk about beauty standards yeah. i mean the mold is being broken um but yeah so i i i watched little mermaid i enjoyed it it was emotional it was good for me um, but overall, today's been a good day. It always gets hectic on show day for me. I feel like at the beginning of the day, everything is going good. I have it all in control, and then it just starts falling apart. But either way, n- nonetheless, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm sipping 
on some tea to keep my vocals warm and lubricated. <laughs> and so with that, let's go ahead and do the intro for all of our listeners tuning in. We have a live show, but we want to make sure that we get the um, podcast listeners that beautiful introduction that we always let you guys hear. We're going to jump right into it. I am BB Nicole. Peace and blessings. It's your girl, Trin, and welcome back to another episode of The Beauty, the Beauty Vault. Yes, I am B.B. Nicole, and I am the founder of DHT Pro University, as well as salon owner at DilatechGallery.co, for the ones that don't know. That's right, girlfriend, and I am the CEO of Totally Trend, LLC, your co-host here at the beauty ball as well as your co-educator uh at dhg pro university yes we're glad to be here we are we in the building so let's get into today's hot topic i am super excited to be before you guys with another beauty topic last month we honored mental health awareness and now we're back to beauty and awareness and all things like that so today's hot topic is the price of perfection the pressure to conform to beauty standards are y'all excited for this show if you guys are excited to hear about what we're going to discuss today stay tuned and we have a question for the audience and i'm going to read it for the listeners the question for the audience we have up on the screen right now is do you feel that sorry let me zoom in on my screen because it's a little far away real quick y'all bear with me and i got my glasses on okay do you feel the rewards of cosmetic procedures outweigh the risks involved let's talk about it i'll read that question again do you feel the rewards of cosmetic procedures outweigh the risks involved so before we answer that question personally we're gonna pretty much just kind of set up the show and apparently you know if you have been on the internet the last week you kind of know um what we're leaning towards and there was a there was a travesty a um a passing of a young beautiful mother and she is a celebrity and her name was Jacqueline. She's also known as Jackie O. She was a part of the cast for Wild and Out by Nick Cannon. And she was also the significant, other, the significant other of the comedian on the show, DC Fly. What was this? DC, DC Young Fly. DC Young Fly. It's so many youngs. Um, and we're not going to talk so much about her because that's not what the show is about. We we do have empathy for her family. We're not discussing um, her case in particular because it's, it's just tacky. Um, but we do feel that there is a responsibility in um, discussing the unrealistic beauty standards that the world has set on us. Um, we do have empathy and understanding towards all individuals who choose to undergo uh, cosmetic procedures, but we also have a duty and a responsibility to our youth and to everyone around to discuss the risks and downfalls of beauty standards and cosmetic procedures. So with that, we're gonna just jump into the show, let that settle. Um, 
May her beautiful soul rest in peace. We're going to move on to the topic at hand, which is unrealistic beauty standards. That is the main thing that we want to bring awareness to. We are not here to down anyone for their beauty decisions, what they decide to partake in, but we do have a responsibility to talk about the price that perfection is costing our community uh, and not just the African-American community, the world. The beauty standards are crazy. So how do you feel um, we can make it personal. How do you feel about like cosmetic surgery? Have you ever been like thought about it or considered it? Like how, how do you feel about cosmetic surgery and your body image in general? Like, how do you feel? Um, To be realistic, I definitely have thought about cosmetic surgery uh, multiple times throughout my life. Um, yeah at different times, different things. There are some things that I would like to enhance or yeah. reset per se. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, but, um, but for the most part, I do think about when I do think about it, I really think like um, I focus more on the inside. Is that something that changes the way that I maneuver, changes the way that I operate. Yeah. Um, how you feel about myself. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I have a pretty positive self image and um, self worth. Um, but there are some things that I would want to enhance or like I said, reset, right? Make better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but my position, yeah, my position on cosmetic surgery, I I probably have to say I'm about 50-50. I'm on the fence. On the fence, I'm on the fence about it. Yeah. I feel like for me, um, I'm definitely, I've considered it. I feel like the main thing for me, if I had to be honest about what has kept me from doing any cosmetic procedure, it's probably risk um because uh, i always think like as much as there there are things that i would change i'm a mom i have two children you know what i mean like let's be very real real here our bodies change after babies our bodies change with age and all of those things are okay and all of those things are fine and they're part of life but um i i would say that i think finances and risk are a big thing for me i feel like maybe if i had the money would i probably would partake in cosmetic procedures you know what i mean i spend money already on certain beauty things i spend money on hair extensions i spend money on lashes so i'm already dabbling you know what i mean i've just done nothing i've just only um stuck to things that are temporary you know um i guess um i don't know i guess if it wasn't for like the risk, the one in a million possibilities when it comes to going under the table, when it comes to being injected or poked or probed, I just would hate, I would not want to be that statistic. You know what I mean? Like that one in a million. I just, my my fear keeps me. No, I get it. My own skin. But if there was like a guarantee, like a hundred percent guarantee that I probably wouldn't have issues, I think. I don't know what I would think. I always thought about lipo. Like I've never thought about like 
cutting and nipping, adding more boob, adding more butt. But I have thought about like lipo because I get lazy at times. You know what I mean? Have you ever thought about things like that, like invasive things or were the things that you were considered getting, were they like, uh, did they require like you to be put under and be put to sleep? What were you kind of like toying with the idea of? For me, definitely lipo. I thought about that. Um, um, and I thought about maybe like, I'm just, I have a thing about doing anything to my face, especially when it's trendy. So I wouldn't do like microblades and all those things. But what would, what did you kind of toy with the idea of as in cosmetic procedures? What, what were you um, considering? If you mind sharing, if you don't want to share, we can move on. Um, yeah, I'll just say that I, there were some things that I did consider altering, yeah. Yeah. resetting, right? Resetting, I'll say that. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, but I definitely had to think about the risk. Uh, I am a person that has challenges with my blood. Um, mm -hmm. my blood is thin. I have challenges with my iron right mm -hmm. um i could be considered uh, anemic, anemic right i yeah. have challenges with anemia mm -hmm. so the thought of me being on a table getting cut and bleeding out right troublesome. Uh, definitely outweighs the uh the urge or the want or the thought to reset some things alter some things enhance some things. yeah um yeah, man. But you know, on the other side, when I do think about enhancing or changing, it also strengthens the way that I really feel about myself. It makes me for sure the way that I really feel about myself on the inside, and it yeah, and it builds character because for sure. You know, what if there was <laughs> no amount of surgery that you could get to help you? Like, what if yeah, there was some what are you circumstances yeah. that had happened with? cosmetic surgery ain't gonna help you know what i'm saying yeah for sure i feel like you can me, get prostate your legs get cut off your arms get cut off you get prosthetics but at the end of the girl at the end of the day your life's still gonna be you know what i mean it's gonna be altered it's gonna be different it's not so work on within work on just being comfortable with you know loving the wives you know loving loving <laughs> you about to say the wide that <laughs> I definitely, I definitely have a wider bag. I could play football. Me too. It's wide. We giving wide, <laughs> but it's okay. It fluctuates. Yeah, and but this bag is able to carry my kids too. It's able to carry the weight of the world. It's able to carry the weight yes. of my, you know, the stresses of my family. And I'm, I'm strong. You know, if we gotta <laughs> carry some yeah. stuff, I can carry it. So For like sure. that's what I mean too. You know, the things that you I think about changing when I reflect on why do I even want to change these right, things it right. actually could benefit me you know people yeah. can see that hey she has a she has a bigger nose you know what I mean but the way that she carries herself and the confidence that she has mm -hmm. when she's out in the world um could encourage other people and so I kind of feed on that type of energy and mindset yeah, for when sure. I think about altering stuff 
Yeah, I just feel like, you know, in general, like as a as women and men, I feel like this is just not some negative self-image. And this is not even to say that anybody that's undergoing procedures or changing anything about their body has a negative self-image. But on average, a negative body image is a lead to, you know, make people want to, you know, change. And also, like, um, negative body image is a big cause that leads to mental mental illness and, like, eating disorders and body dysmorphia. It's so many things. And then we're faced with uh, these perfect images plastered all over their interweb you know we are navigating through that day to day so like i said i you know i empathize with people who do go that route you know what i mean so i don't know i just feel like you know i definitely empathize with people who choose to go that route um but i guess to answer the question that we posed to the audience do you feel that the rewards of cosmetic procedures outweigh the risk involved. I would have to say being someone that does not partake in, you know, cosmetic procedures, um, any that put me under the table. I feel like, I feel like I'm 50, 50. I feel like the process, the procedures that I have gone through, um, that aren't, you know, under the knife but i do a lot of procedures <laughs> um so far for me they have been worth it um but the more higher risk procedures i don't right now i don't see the i don't see the um, reward um, because even listening to influencers and listening to i'm a person that used to watch youtubers right so let me just get the setting take a, take set the stage for you i used to kind of uh, I'm not going to say be obsessed with YouTube, but I used to love following people's story and their life story. And a lot of the YouTubers that I um, follow, they would go under different procedures, whether it's on their face, whether it's injections, whether it's nipping and tucking. And you would often see like a lot, a lot of people getting things undone due to complications that they didn't know about or due to complications that they didn't think would happen to them. So many people get a good experience, but then you have these regular people who are not having so good experiences. And then you have, you know, the instance like where people are actually losing their lives behind it. Just like, you know, um, if I'm not mistaken, Kanye West's mother, you know, rest in peace. She was, she went under the knife and it, it didn't, the, that, in that instance, I, I don't think no one around her would feel like it was worth that risk. No one would, you know what I mean? So I, I feel like it's 50-50. I feel like the higher the risk of the procedure, the more likely I am to probably um, go the other route and, and not do it. So what say you? The question I feel the yeah. same way, you know, when I think about it, it's like... Um... <laughs> No one's gonna benefit from it if I'm dead. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna benefit from any uh, procedures. My children aren't, so it's gonna cost me my life, and that's definitely uh, something that we're gonna pass. It's a no-brainer for me. It's a no-brainer for me. And just so, with that being said, I have to be in love with myself. I have to be confident and okay with the person that I wake up being every day. Yeah, and change what I am in control of, mm-hmm. you know, make sure. those calculator risks. Like I may not be able to cut it up and get it taken care of, 
Right. But we, we can do other things. But maybe there are some things that I can do right slowly to, to um, change and make progress. And take a little more time, right, to help me get closer to what I'm trying to accomplish, right? For sure. But in the meantime, just love, love who I am, love, love what I am in that moment. Right. It's what yeah. it is. Yeah, because at the end of the day, like, you know, the I can't even say it's only the youth that are looking at like societal beauty standards and freaking out. I swear, like teenage, just watching my children, we really quickly, I'm gonna pause because we have some comments. Hey, AJ. <laughs> yes, keep it natural. Thank you for engaging. If you want, uh, at the top of the show, we pose the question. We're about to move on to another one, but I do want to give you an opportunity to um, see that question real quick. And I'm going to finish my thought, but you can check that question out right now. It's on the screen for you. But I feel like our young people, you know, and I hate to only see our young people because I feel like adults are being influenced. You know, we used to be, you know, we used to be the influencees, you know, I mean, influencers. Now, you know, we're adult being influenced. Like, I feel like younger people are making more money than us. It's a lot going on. So it's like, it's, it's a, I don't know. It's just, it's just a different world. Like the world is just totally different from like how you and I grew up. But I feel like at the end of the day, we do have like the responsibility to, you know, talk and have open discussions about, you know, beauty standards and how they affect us and how they will affect our children and, you know, us as we age. But we also have an, another question that we're going to pop up on the screen because we're going to move right along uh, to our audience. We want to know how do, how do societal beauty standards impact your decisions around cosmetic procedures, popular hairstyles, and beauty trends? Again, if you want to join the conversation and leave your comment down below, we will uh, see it when you leave it. So feel free to answer that question. We can't wait to hear your feedback and hear your thoughts. As you guys know, this platform is for you all as well as it is for us. We are a community and we love having discussions about, you know, things that impact us. Um, so as you guys look at that question and read over that and get your answers together, we're going to move on. So how do you feel, Trin? How do you feel that society affects your decisions and your beauty trends and what you partake in and what you don't partake in? Are you affected? Um, well, as a beauty professional, um, as a beauty professional, it affects me because it lets me know what styles I might want to try mm -hmm. um, on my clients, what styles I may want to advertise uh, to bring in more revenue, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, society influences that for me. Um, kind of lets me know what's going on in the industry, like I said, as a beauty professional. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, just kind of keeps me updated on updated. what's going on. Yeah, like for me, I feel like, you know, we're be we're stylists for the ones that, for the listeners and for the viewers, anyone who may come across this video and don't know who we are, we are beauty professionals and we are hairstylists by trade. So that just lets you know our profession, the standard for our profession is always look your best, present your best self. So as far as like how societal pressures affect me, I feel like I am 100% like before I even came on screen, just natural, nothing on. When I'm in my home, when I'm in my environment, I don't feel any pressures. I feel amazing. I, and this is how I would love to be. This is how I would love to present myself. But realistically, our industry does not 
doesn't really like that. And a lot of, I mean, granted, your talent will speak for you um, when it comes to certain things. But people, this our generation, the time and how the world is now, you gotta look like you got it. You like you gotta look like an it girl. You gotta have the latest designer. You you know, people are buying into a lifestyle. So it does affect. I feel like society does have an effect on me at times, you know. I feel like I'm not super materialistic, but I find myself, you know, getting my head shot, you know, putting my spending my money on designer things and nicer things to an extent because I'm not really a conformist, but I understand that I have to be fluid enough and flexible enough to kind of have a give and take, like keep parts of myself, but also I have to stay current with times. So I do feel I do feel pressure. Um half the damn time you know i want to walk outside you know with my glasses on nothing on going to the store and now i have to worry about clients seeing me i have to worry about you know strangers seeing me that may follow me on social media when i just want to be a regular person and i feel like beauty professionals sometimes we're like many celebrities of our city you know it, you know that's just like being humble you you get a name for yourself you get traction and people start recognizing you where you can go out in public before people might be like hey don't i know you i've seen you on social media and you know it's more common now because we have to be freaking content creators so half the time you're seeing our faces you're you're really knowing who we are behind our work you know what i mean so i feel like i'm always i feel like i always have the pressure to be on do i always subscribe to it no but you know there's societal pressures and societal standards and then there's standards that i feel like we have individually you know what i mean and i do have a high sadly i have a high expectation of myself to present my best self when i'm out so i have societal standards that kind of affect me but you know when i go out i'm like i want to look a certain way and if i'm not looking a certain way I ain't too happy about it. So then there's there that internal battle and that it, that personal standard that you have set for yourself too that kind of you know plays a factor. So I feel like I am affected. <laughs> um, but yeah, you have anything to add to it that? It just depends. Yeah, for me, it yeah, it just mm -hmm. depends for me. Like uh, as far as my clients goes, like some days um. Mm -hmm. Image is there. Some days um t-shirt, sweatpants, but yeah. My energy is in the hair. You know you're gonna get it's my. It's gonna business. be in the hair. You know when I spin you out of the chair, you're gonna be right. No, yeah, you're gonna be making plans. Yeah, I um, feel like another pressure I, I have as far as like image and societal, you know, pressures. I feel like as like beauty professionals, especially when you're, let's think about your demographic and who you're marketing to and our pricing and stuff like that. So if you call yourself a high end stylist, I. I get that pressure. Sometimes I'm like, you know, like, oh, today I'm just not doing it. But, you know, I'm charging X, Y, Z. But today I might not have beat my face. I might have put on, you know, a lounge fit and I'm looking regular degula. You know what I mean? But, you know, there are people who feel like if you charge an X, Y, Z, you better look a certain way. My experience better be a certain way. So it's just like the pressure is never ended. You know, I feel, you know, but I don't know, you know. It, 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 it just depends. Like I said, yeah, some clients, some clients, I, I mean, transparent moments, some clients could mm -hmm. have me on edge, especially if it's a first time, a first mm -hmm. client. I I'm do. a little more aware of my image. I'm a little me more too. aware. Uh, I'm a little more aware of my image. I say profession, professionalism is going to always be there 100%. For, client, for sure. Right? Experience for the client is going to be there every time. What, yeah. 
what is prone to change is the image you know for sure that me too catch me some days you could catch me in the you know fashion forward (laughs) and other days you'll catch me lounging but you're going to get that professional optimum experience from me you know every time you're not a person that cares about what i look like and you care about more what you look like we're gonna get along so that's what i need you to be worried about anyway you look like what you got going on Um, but yeah no i do understand um how you yeah. can feel those pressures too, because I definitely yeah. am like that. Uh, just the image, just with me being a stylist working at home, the image of my house, you know, how, what, what just it looks like to say that. when Aesthetics. they walk in the door. Right, exactly. So, and just depending on now, let's say you come into the house getting your hair done. I might wait to sweep the floor. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, I might yeah, yeah. wait to sweep the floor when you come in versus before you, just depends. Yeah, it does. <laughs> So I understand, but the, the pressure isn't always in it, but it's just how you choose to respond. And for me, yeah. I, I have stressed myself out so bad and then yeah. ended up in a situation where no matter what, I just had to show up in a t-shirt and some sweatpants. It's not what yeah. I wanted to do, but it just yeah. was what it was, right? Yeah. And I, I have this high, a high-end client per se, but I just showed up in t-shirt and sweatpants and they yeah. did not care. They could care less about what well, I was like. Good. I was stressed out. For right. Sure. Hair came out impeccable. Service was great. I gave my best, my best professional foot forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and situations like that helped me to relax a little bit more, exhale yeah. a little bit more, chill a little bit more Dream. and not be so hard on myself. Give yeah. myself some grace because I understand what you're saying that that yeah. thought process of like if they're paying me this they are expected me to be a certain type of way when you could yeah, have people all on the other personal. end yeah. exactly it's exactly. all internal it's just for the record yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs> but you're causing extra stress on yourself or just <laughs> yeah. like you said you just it just depends on the it just depends it does I like that and like you know on the topic of like aesthetics how do you feel like do you feel like everybody got a plant and beige fuzzy cozy aesthetic like how do you feel about aesthetic are we doing the most is it too cookie cutter out there like i feel like aesthetic is like i don't know like aesthetic is overboard everything is aesthetic you know what i mean it's just like damn nobody is regular anymore are we, are there still regular people? Like, it's just, if you, I don't know. I just look at like I mean, Instagram. I look at you're everything. You're definitely creating an aesthetic. I mean, I mean, and we're a beauty professional, so we're definitely creating an aesthetic, right? Yeah. We don't, when you're walking into the salon, you want it to smell like hair products. <laughs> or <laughs> candles or, well, no, or, I want to put candles in the environment. An aroma, <laughs> a, you know, lavender in the air or something like that. You know, Well, what I mean burning. more so is when I look out, let me clarify. We This is an aesthetic. You naturally, authentically have an aesthetic. Look at your background. Look at your personality and who you are shining through. I feel like, you know, my personality shines through. But overall, I feel like when you look on social media, there is a pushed aesthetic. You got Jordan 1s, you got 
you know, like backgrounds with, I can't explain it all the way, but just a, when you look on social media and scroll, it's a whole bunch of sameness. It's a Talking whole bunch of repetitive, green, the green, the green plants or the beige plants, you know, everything, oh, not plants, but like beige couches and the, I got it right here. Faux, like the pompous, there's just, there is a, there is a aesthetic type that is really oversaturated. And, you know, so I love when I do see uh, unique backgrounds, unique at outfits, unique everything. Because I feel like everything is just so, so cookie cutter. Watered I just, down. I just, the water down. I just love individuality. I love seeing unique things. I love, you know, when a person gets on camera with their uh, videos and content and they look like a regular human. And I just miss that. I miss, you know... I miss us being normal and not, you know, being so... We'll get into the next topic while we're talking about it. Uh, what I'm getting at, how about we follow the script here, is celebrity influence and the unrealistic expectations. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at, clearly. But we all know that celebrities and the media plays a big part in, like, you know, what beauty standards are, what beauty standards will be, what the trends will be. And celebrities, as well as social media and filters and everything like that, they um, feed into the portrayal of perfection. And I feel like, you know, we all can relate to, you know, comparing ourselves and looking at social media and then having to check ourselves like, this shit ain't real. Like, this Bingo. is an illusion. This is, this is fabrication. You know what I mean? And the, even down to the fact that, like, everybody ain't, you know, the beauty enhancements and all these things aren't what they're cracked up to be. Forget, like, you know, just a picture. Like, these enhances, like, people have, we have texture on our skin. How often are we showing an unfiltered picture? We don't look all snatched all the time. We sit down, we have fucking rolls. You know what I mean? People are trying to edit out reality. And it's just... I don't know. It's just crazy. So, how do you feel about like the celebrity time. influence? Because you know, we're I feel like we. I hate it. I, really do. I hate it too. I hate, I hate it. it too. I'm not, I, I'm not with it. I am, as you guys can see, I really show up and I, I do the minimum to myself. It's not because I don't love myself. I love myself a whole lot. It's just the fact right. that I don't feel the need to. I want you guys to to see that I'm happy to be here. Right. Yeah, I but always at the same time. I just I'd rather spend more energy communicating with you guys, bonding with you guys, networking with mm -hmm. you guys, putting my energy into mm -hmm. the topics. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and the message you know, yeah. my race is good, then spending my energy on making sure that my lines and, and my eyebrows are symmetrical right. <laughs> and uh, you know, I'm not looking like a mime when I get on the light because I've used the right foundation. Like I don't, I'm you're not, not into all that. I'm just not, but that's just me naturally. But I love all, that there are times where when I'm going out, it's just when I'm going out, like with, with my girls. Yeah, we yeah. said we're going out. We're going to the. We're, we're going to lounge. We're going to go just literally. I'm going to comb yeah. out my hair. Oh, I love that and appreciate that about you. I always feel like, you know, one thing about this space, um, you and I both just show up as ourselves. I am a girl who loves the doll up, even if it's minimal. You know, I'm finding that I have my heavier days and now I'm more minimalistic. But I just that goes to like that, that um, internal standard, that personal standard. It's just like 
you everyone is entitled and should feel comfortable to show up exactly how they are that gives us I do individuality it I like it that's right yeah and Period. i'm gonna do it every like damn tomorrow Monday. and that's it next <laughs> next monday i might want to throw on some <laughs> right do a little extra to myself it's my prerogative yeah. but yeah. it's not because i have set a standard for myself that this yeah. is something that, that i'm going to do because i have to do it or i'm surprised right to. it's a choice I'm supposed to love people. I'm supposed to treat people good. I'm mm-hmm. supposed to put my best foot forward. That's what I'm supposed to do. And and that's yeah. more beautiful than any enhancement that I could ever do to myself. For sure. You know For what I mean? Sure. So. I love that. Yeah, but I feel like, you know, to go back on the topic, you know, and that's that's beautiful. And we love to see it. We we love to see people that embrace and love how they look naturally and then we do have our girls that enhance and we we got balance on this show we are we love and respect each and we are it's duality we are both we are all things we are more things i feel like we are more than one thing at once not because you want me to do it because i'm sure it's because you feel like it yeah i mean not only that like you know uh i just feel like in general like you know it it gets really serious with just how unrealistic you know, the standards are because, you know, we have a young, beautiful woman who, you know, had so much potential and this, she couldn't even keep up with the standards. And she, you know, had the money, the fame, all these things, you know what I mean? This is what yes. it makes me think about though. Like, like, let's get, like, I want to get, it makes me think deep. Let's do that. Like, cause it's like, you're Jackie-O, and it makes me think about the song, and you got more ass than Jackie-O. Is it like, is that her? Is that who? I think it's two different. About? I don't know. It could be. I don't. One. Okay, got it. Yeah, got okay, it. Maybe not. You got status. Oh, you got status. You got, that's not the point. You, she got status. Okay, that ain't it. Notoriety. Right? Okay, boom. Falling out. Mm-hmm. So you're on that. You had a name for yourself there. Then boom. Then you got the guy. Mm-hmm. Right? He's a young fly. He's an established guy in the industry. Very much so. He's, a, given he's an established entrepreneur. Sure. Outside of the wild now, He's a 85 South. Um, some movies, right? And other things. Yeah. Like, boom. You have the children. You have three children. Right. You have yeah. beautiful children. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, for me, I feel like at a certain point, are you are you doing it for yourself? What are you doing it for? You got yeah. the man. I feel you like got it. the man. You got the status. Are people going to stop following you? Are you going to have less followers if you don't right do this? If you don't, if you're not snatched like you were before baby number three. Right. Is your man? You know what I'm saying? Is it the fear that your man is not going to look at you the same? I mean, number three. Like you, you, you were good. You got the money. You have the social platform. You got the children. You got the man who is loving you, obviously unconditionally. Right. Did your man say? Has your, was your man making remarks towards your your body? Was he contributing to the negative self image? Like what was it? That's what it I makes mean, me think about. It Just does. Because you know, what was the I, point? 
I don't know um, because you know the, these half these women are so beautiful. Like they're postpartum. It could have been because so much affects you. Got the mental dis. You got mental um, the impact. There are there are impacts. There's implications for you know. There's pressures being put on people, and I for sure feel like celebrities are under pressure. We think we're under pressure. Imagine being the under the mat. Did you we try don't. a personal trainer first? I mean, we'll never know. We just know that like we like the risk is death. We have to try other avenues. I agree. First. That that's just what I'm. That's my petition. You just feel like it, it's it's a loss that's unnecessary. Yeah, to to an extent. Yeah, you, um, to an extent. Like sometimes, you know what I mean. Like like some children like I feel like cosmetic surgery was initiated for like children who may for example have like a cleft lip or something like that you know yeah, we I mean? definitely like, abused the purpose for sure you know what I mean so I think that's the whole thing like really consciously thinking why am I getting the surgeries what you know how is it going to change or benefit my life for the better help me to be the best trend I could possibly yeah be. And yeah. if it's taken for me to alter things physically on me, is there could be some other things that I really need to uh, address, and, yeah. and and let's address those things first. For sure, for sure. Like, do you the feel risk is death? Yeah. If the risk is death, let's let's try some other things first. Yeah, yeah. I, I know what you're saying because I mean, there's more than just you know risk of death. There's risk of complications. There are risks of you know uh, botching. You know, there's risk of um, reactions. There's so many re re there are risks that you can live with. <laughs> Not just, you know, take you from your loved ones and family. There's so many risks. And I just feel like, you know, um, I can say that there are people that are speaking out and advocating um, on, you know, the risk. So it's not like, you know, if you do the research and find out there are groups or things there, there are people advocating, you know, but it does still lead to the, the why. The biggest thing is why. And that's something that, you know, we all will have to. You know, when we are faced with those choices and decisions and those thoughts, and if we want to make permanent changes and go under for changes, we have to ask our why. And and I honestly feel like you should have to be psychologically evaluated before you do surgery. That's how I feel. Period. I because thought they did. I thought maybe they do. Requirement that you do. No, I think certain some because there is multiple, 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 multiple. Like there are people getting procedure. Like there, there are serious. What is the motivation? But most is it to make you more attractive to the opposite sex. Okay, but then what? Okay, okay. Now you're more attractive to the opposite sex. Mm -hmm. And what? Yeah, like we got to get to the root of it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I can't have this and, red on my lip. But yeah, I agree with you. I, I agree. Not saying that I'm against it. I'm not saying that I'm against it. Yeah, because let's be very broke. clear. The bad come in. Um, yeah. By this time, let's. I feel like this. Yes, money is a factor. And a lot of these people clearly have the means and the funds to make these changes. So, uh, yes, a lot of people probably look at this video and they're like, you know, you can't afford it. You can't this. That's not the case. Because the reality is, I feel like when you are. When you're when you're making changes to your body, you become like a serial 
I don't even know what you call it. Like a you when you just become like serial to the point where you're just going under and going under. There are some things that's going on, and I feel like you know majority of our celebrities, a lot of them, they've had multiple. We've seen them morph, go undergo a metamorphosis. I mean, they are snatched. They waistlines don't exist, and it's just like, for what? Are they even you know happy? I feel like a lot of them aren't. You know what I mean? Some of them are, but a lot of them. It, like I said, I'm gonna stick to my guns and say that you should have to undergo therapy and a psychological evaluation before you're allowed to do X amount of things. And that's just how I, I like that would cure, that would like stop a lot I of agree. things. Out, you know, and like, needs to be where are the hell analysis? Yeah, like what are there? Is there criteria for like your health? Your yeah, I don't know. It's just like yes, but we how money talk you know right you see what i'm saying like yeah for sure how extensive is the background check are we going based solely off of your blood pressure are we going so you know solely off your bmi or mm -hmm. the information that that you give the doctor yeah. we don't mm -hmm. know but that's another thing you have to be honest you guys gotta Hello. be honest about the health condition that you have um whatever questions that they're asking you yeah you know you have to be honest yes a lot of these doctors are asking you for a reason because if you have ever got had a tooth if for you do sure. have a toothache you do have a toothache and you're going undergoing some surgery it could be something that will kill you that's why that's they ask right. you the question that's you have right to be honest and um you know be willing to be rejected so you can live for sure and i think that plays a big factor and, you know, um, since you're going in that direction, I thought it would be appropriate to move on to the next topic, which is ethical consideration for beauty pros. And this is going to be like, you know, now we're talking from a stance of we are individuals in the beauty community. We um, change people's image on a day to day basis. No, we do not do it on anesthesia, but we do it and we do make sometimes big, considerable changes, you know, drastic changes. What do you feel um, from a, we can talk about from the professional standpoint and the consumer standpoint, what is the responsibility of beauty professionals? Like, what do you feel like for influencers and people like you and I who are, you know, hairstylists and we, inter, you know, we interact with the public when it comes to like promoting body positivity and self-acceptance, like what is our responsibility when it comes to the consumers? Do you feel like we can be more honest? Do you feel like we've been the truth to make sales? Like, how do you feel that we can do as a profession and we make up a small portion of a very big industry, which is the beauty industry. Okay. We can be more honest. We can be more brutally honest Hello. Um, for me personally, just for an ex example, that could be on another tangent. There are certain services that I won't do because I know what it leads to. I know that it leads to alopecia, permanent alopecia, traction, mm -hmm. um, unhealthy hair. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm in the business for healthy, hair yeah Not looking hair actually healthy but hair. healthy hair yeah for sure. so um you know me that's just being honest so certain hairstyles that you want that's gonna make you mm -hmm. look good it's not gonna be healthy for your hair so being brutally honest and letting you know that um 
I think that's something we need to do more of as beauty professionals. I think as beauty professionals, we need to have more integrity um, and stop doing certain services that have shown for history. Let's talk about them. Because you you pointed one out to me. Um, This one. I mean... (laughs) Remember what? Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Okay. So, for the people that don't know, um, I am a, a beauty professional. She is. So, I get color in my hair. And we all know that uh, chemicals like relaxers, chemicals like bleaching powders and developers, they have been linked back to some really, really prominent issues, especially amongst um, African American women. Um, some issues being fibroids. Fibros- is it fibrosis? fibrosis, alopecia, um, all type of things like, you know, relaxers, cancer, cancer. Let's not forget the big one. And let's not also forget like the, um, premature balding in women. Chemicals can do that as well. Not just sew-ins and braids. There are chemicals that can do that. You know, so my sister here, cause she loves me. She was like, you know, compliment my color. She was like, it look good now. But you need to take a break from putting that on your scalp. And she's not wrong, you know. And I always, you know, like to think of things as in moderation. But, you know, and I stretch out my color and things like that. But the reality is a lot of things that we do have risk. And I agree. I feel like we may need to just start talking more um, and being a little more vocal and and not out of fear, but just out of I don't want to be the reason, you know, someone really just doesn't know. And I have this knowledge and I am taking a risk, you know, when I do color. But there are really some clients that don't know. And I was thinking like, okay, I knew about the links, but I know I haven't colored my hair my entire life, you know. So I feel like my risks are lower and my odds are lower. But the reality is how many clients actually sit in the chair and know this knowledge? You know what I mean? A lot of them don't because you got a lot of of beauty professionals so-called that are allowing clients to sit in their chair and they're not repeatedly getting their money they know that we it is the time of relaxers is expired yeah but it's still being done you know what i mean i let people know you know i let people know and there's the miseducation you know Mm -hmm. the the not offering the alternative this is something that you're used to doing this is what the client is used to doing you know this is a routine of things they come in and you're counting on that money you don't even know how they would really feel about being introduced to uh other options but it's your responsibility as industry grows as technology grows as you learn more information as Mm -hmm. you get more knowledge to educate your guests too Mm -hmm. hey Listen, there is an all, another alternative to get this silky hair that blows in the wind, but mm-hmm. it is going to take a little longer, take a little more product and take it's a little more work. maintenance and responsibility, but it's sure. healthier for your, not, it's not only healthier for your yeah. hair, but it's healthier for your well-being Body. in the long yeah. run as well. I right? agree because, and, yeah. You and know, also, the, put on yeah. your scalp, it is absorbed in your blood. You know what I'm saying? It, it's, it's our true. responsibility to educate and educate ourselves, continue our education. For a sure. lot of stylists in the industry that have been in there, especially like us that have been in the industry for 
uh, over 15 years, 15, 20 years, we're mm -hmm. still stuck in early 2000s, you know, mm -hmm. still using the same products in early 2000s, still doing the same techniques, same processes. And there are new and improved techniques. There are yeah. products that are less harmful, not only to yourself, to the environment that you could be using. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, we, we got to do more at holding our other accountable. accountable. For calling sure. each other out in a respectful way, right? Mm -hmm. Where right. where your your co um, professional is able to understand and receive what it is that you're trying to. Yeah. yeah, and I feel like even too like in like that's great feedback. What you said, we got to hold each other accountable, and um, and then also when we learn something new, share it. You know what I mean? Like for right. me, I do micro links, and we all know that anything done improperly anything done too much can lead to damage i make my right. clients come out of sets i make them sit out on sets when they're ready to let go of extensions i support them in that but um i i've recently made a big change in my salon now i only let curly clients get micro links if they're going to wear it curly um i've noticed that like it doesn't matter how much you know um a lot of clients don't want to come in for their maintenance and then they just can't quite do the upkeep when they're out so i'm noticing that my curly girls that are going straight they're they're experiencing some issues that you that you most of my curly girls that only wear curly extensions aren't like i have clients that hair is full no breakage no shedding but then my curly girls who are only trying to wear straight it's just not working to the standard that i want my clients to have so i find myself you know letting them know as i come across new information because you're only going to know over time right you know what i mean and also too i've stopped offering certain methods i now only offer like two or three methods one i created myself because it's been the only one that hasn't damaged people's hair you know what i mean and it's given me good results the other methods that people have you know started with microlinks they're just they don't work for my clients i would when i did other people's techniques i would notice like you know like flaws and and chinks in the armor if you if you will i would notice that like whoever this technique was made for it's not my client my client has a different set of needs so i feel like as stylists and beauty professionals sometimes it's good to do things differently and create methodologies and create signature you know techniques because what i do is literally for naturally curly girls in that that's just really what it's for i tried other techniques they don't work you know for the curly girls so i find myself you know straying away from that and going back to the drawing board and making micro links as safe as i can make them but anything can have downfalls especially when abused you know so you know i agree with what you're saying i like that yeah i like that um so um do you have anything else to add? Because we have one more Yeah, question. stay true yes. to yourself. Um, Don't, you know, don't stay true to yourself. It's your responsibility to be your authentic self. Because if you're yes. out here trying to be Rihanna, trying to be Kardashian, trying to be Lotto, nobody's being trend, nobody's being BB. And you never For know sure. how, um, how 
when you're being BB, when you're being trans, that it can influence someone else to be their authentic self. So if there are going to be any changes uh, that you're going to do to yourself, it's because it's going to make you feel good. It's going to make you put your best foot forward so that you can do great things right in the world yeah, uh, and make the world a better place. But if if, if it's not, if it's going to make you feel like if it's going to make you conform or to be like someone else, stray away from it. For sure. Spend more time in the mirror, spend more time uh, practicing, telling yourself that you're beautiful, telling you that this big nose can smell more roses, can smell the beautiful scent of the botanical gardens. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That these blemishes here is because no one has the skin that I have. I am beautifully, sure. wonderfully created, right? So um, if you are gonna enhance anything, Enhance your anything, do it because yeah, it's gonna help you to be the best person you can possibly be. Be the best mom, be the best entrepreneur, be the best sister, best mom. If it's gonna make you be better, then do it. If it's gonna have you chasing, chasing happiness, chasing, uh, if you're doing it to attract the opposite sex, if you're doing it to make you look more attractive or to attract a certain type of thing. Uh, spend more time uh, with yourself, and- or or doing it to thinking it's going to bring you the success you want, bring you the clientele right. you want, like yeah. you know, or the the network and surroundings you want. Because a lot of people botch their bodies and change their bodies, yeah. and nothing comes of it because it's never your outward. It's something right. that is going wrong with your process. Something going wrong with your you know other things, but it's never the outward. We see. Plenty of people glow up like Glorilla, like you know what I mean, and they had no modifications, you know what I mean, and it made them who they are. Unique future features. So I feel like you're right. Um, empowerment and authenticity is what we need to, you know, focus on and lean towards. I feel like it's a really, really uh, impactful way to embrace our unique features and to love ourselves and accept ourselves. And I feel like, you know, we got to lean into that more. I, I like that. You went, naturally went right to that. So I just put it up on the screen. But I love that because I don't know. I mean, imagine, just think about how many people went viral or, you know, you know they exist now because of something unique. You get what I'm saying? Rihanna really, yeah, Rihanna really like, you know, um, created like a lane and avenue for uniqueness, especially with her brand, her Fenty brand. And, you know, I saw some looks, you know, that I think are beautiful and unique, but society would look at it and, and pick it apart. You know what I mean? So, Embrace authenticity. If you didn't tr- show up as trend, that would be bad for business. You know, you know, we can't have it. So, to our audience, to our listeners, be authentic in a world full of copy paste, cookie cutter. Remain true to yourself. Remain unique. Like your style. Don't change your style to be to get likes. Don't change your body in hopes of gaining something. If you think that you're you changing something externally is going to to um, give you or attract what you want, life has shown us that, that you're mistaken because now you are keeping up an image. What they say, keeping up with the Joneses. 
let people gravitate towards you for who you are, for how you look, for what your thoughts are. Don't change too much about yourself unless it's going to benefit you or the world, meaning it's going to be impactful. But changing yourself to be liked and accepted and loved by the world, that's two different things. That's two different, you know, two different, two different situations. And I don't know. I just, I hope that the Beauty Vault listeners, our supporters, our community, we we hope y'all remain authentic because I see so many authentic people come through this show and I love to see it. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Let's say you. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. I feel like that was a good, good, very good show. And I do want to pose a closing question and we can continue rambling, rambling, but I would like the audience to answer this question and really think about it and really reflect on it you know looking at the way things are going in the world we see beauty pageant winners losing their lives taking their lives we see beautiful women and men i don't want to leave out men we see these beautiful people that we look at through the screen we're adoring their life you know idolizing their life and then they're gone because they wanted to change something about themselves. And, you know, it's just heartbreaking and it's avoidable, you know? Um, so I just want to ask the audience, are you confident embracing your natural appearance, your natural personality, your natural body? Are you showing up authentically? Are you confident? Are you happy? If the answer is yes, keep building that positivity. If the answer is no, you know, Start doing some, look internally, you know, and outwardly if you need to, before you make big changes to yourself, especially life altering and life risking changes. Okay. So, yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, you know, pray that everyone accepts themselves and loves themselves because this is just happening too often. The, the pressure is real out here in these streets. The pressure is really on to be what's impossible, which is perfect. And I don't know how you feel about how you feel about that. Yeah, it's definitely something that is real, and it helps me. You know, being an optimist, it helps me to, like I said, spend more time with myself and just really love the things that I. Um, just love myself more and the things that yeah. I have thought about changing just do do more to embrace those things For if, I, sure. if I was never able to change it it's still going to be a part of me every day so I'm finding ways to love the things that I would want to change no matter what yeah. um, I see the question on the screen it says I was just talking about this topic with my kids. I have mostly girls and they're about to enter high school and middle school where the competition is real. And, you know, I feel like, you know, for our youth, this is a topic that, you know, you should be talking about your youth, especially with, especially if they are of age. I feel like um, really, if we, if you are a parent that allows your child to be like on social media, the competition and the comparison has already, you know, started, I guarantee you. And that's before they even walk out the door and face the world. It's right in their hand. It's right 
on their palm, you know? So I'm glad you are talking to your daughters. I'm glad you're talking to your children, you know, talk to your daughters, talk to your sons, um, self-love and self, you know, um, a positive self-image is important to have. I think it's important as parents, you know, to really build our children up as best we can. You know, we're flawed, we get it wrong sometimes, but to be more intentional about, you know, how am I uplifting my child? How am I pouring into them? Because there's so much, even though we love them and mean well, there is already so much against them that we, you know, we have to take a moment and remember being a kid and just remember, try to put ourselves in their position. But, you know, definitely continue talking to your children. How you feel about that, Mo? Yeah, definitely something that needs to be talked about. As far as the phones, as parents, I think it's our responsibility to limit the amount of screen time that our children do have. Yeah. Um, even if it is simulated, it's comforting them or even keeping them quiet or keeping them out of your face. There still needs to be um, different activities, different things for them to do yeah. other than scrolling because that is kind of what social media is was created to do to keep right. to alter the minds to and that's uh, exactly what it's doing propaganda you know what i mean to press to pressure to push there's a call of action every time you scroll, it. every time right? they want you to stay out there you found yourself uh being influenced from the things that you see or read just scrolling mm -hmm. right so it's our responsibility to um limit certain access and monitor on the things that they're seeing um so that on these platforms uh, yeah that can be minimized and talking about those uncomfortable topics just like yeah. what happened with jackie o um to talk about those things yeah it, i won't even lie it's like it used to be a it used to be a point where I felt like, you know, are they ready? Are they this? But sadly, like, they're, it's, you can, it's never too early to talk to them. I'm sorry. I feel like it's going to get to them before you can address it. Like, I, I, every time I bring up things with my children, I'm so shocked and surprised, like, how much they already know. You know what I mean? It's just a different time. So I feel like I love what she brought up as far as like how she talks to her girls because I, it's never too early. That's right. I feel like I, I'm, I've learned that it hinders them to, to, I used to be very, um, what's the word? When you try to shelter them from the real world, I, I let go of that. You know what I mean? I used to do that a lot, but I've come, I've come around and now I'm more upfront about a lot of things when it comes to my kids because it's just an interesting world out here. But yeah, if you ain't giving it to them, somebody else is. Somebody you else will. You better believe it. You got to keep it straight so you, and to the point. So you hope, you mm -hmm. hope that you could be able to give it to them from your perspective in a way that, you know, they're able to receive it because when they go to school with their peers, that's who's giving them all the new information and you already know how that how that goes yes these so, children are still out here trying to mature and trying to figure things out too so they're not sure. giving sure. the correct information so we as parents definitely gotta yes gotta do we gotta do all that a little bit more yeah well i think i think you know we're gonna come to a close um on tonight's show this was an amazing episode um 
I'm really happy and excited to be in your guys' space and in and, and the place with you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in and engaging. Um, your time means a lot to us. Thank you for even stopping in to engage and just see what we have to talk about. We appreciate it. Um, and I just want to recap, recap, you know, today's episode was the price of perfection, the pressures to conform to beauty standards. Please go back and rewatch this episode, share it with your friends, um, engage with us in the comment section to all of our listeners. You can go to our social media page. It is the Beauty Vault podcast on TikTok, Instagram, as well as Facebook and YouTube. You can engage with us on any platform feel free to do so. We actually encourage it. We respect all thoughts, everyone's opinion, you know, um, whether you partake in cosmetic procedures, if you choose not to, um, either way, we would love to hear from you and your reasonings behind it. Um, and yeah, we hope you guys have an amazing night. Trend, do you want to close us out and let them know when they can catch us every Monday? I kind of told it. <laughs> they can catch us. But uh, anything you want to add, I'm done. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, no, uh, just to let you guys know, I am doing one-on-one classes uh, at the I'm moment. Sure. I know summertime's, summertime is coming. So if you guys mm-hmm. have teens or people that are yeah. one-on-ones um, with locks, hit me up. Yeah, I will be teaching how to start basic locks and how to retwist and maintain. Um, I'll probably be throwing in some style in there as well. So get well, how at can me. They, um, how can they contact you? Where would you like them to contact you at to book their one-on-one? Hit me up in my DMs, you know, Facebook or Instagram okay. um, or you have my number. That's right. And at the bottom of the screen, if you want to get to know us on a more personal level and follow us on different platforms, our Instagram handles are down below. Thank you guys for tuning in. We hope you guys have an amazing night. We will see you next week right here in the beauty ball. See you guys. Bye. Bye. All right.